For every mass murderer or crazy killer, there's also the people that make web pages for them. So it's like, it's like, how to kill someone? This is my buddy Charlie. He's a killer. He'll go through the steps. I'm just his webmaster. So don't don't forget to like and subscribe. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Often for your random ruining. You weren't muted, you know. <laughs> you know what? Let's just go with it. Welcome to the Good Batter Bullshit Podcast. This is the podcast where uh, we select random topics, and then we have an unrehearsed conversation about that topic, and then we give you a quality review. Um, I'm one of your three hosts. My name is Mike Hodgins. The guy doing the bump, bump, bump sound was Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. For the record, Mike, I did think my microphone was muted. So. Yeah, and the guy who pointed it out with hilarious laughing was Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello, I'm the laugh man. <laughs> you do have a good laugh when it's a legit laugh. When it's legit. That was a fake laugh. And was really? You almost fooled me. <laughs> you almost fooled me. I was in the uncanny valley there for a while. I was like, is it a real laugh? Yes. Before the show, we were talking about how robot life partners would would laugh when they tell you a joke. Ha 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 ha! And then you'd say, "No, it doesn't doesn't pass muster." Does uh, that was the last episode we did? Was it? No, the last episode was in fact. Um, it hasn't published yet, but it's movie remakes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right, it's, yeah. It's the last current live one. episode. We should read it. Yeah, that'd be the. Honestly, I want to read. I want to redo. I don't want to redo it, but I want to talk about it in light. I just want to do one on Blade Runner, which is kind of like would be the spiritual sequel to Robot Life Partners. Yeah, I mean, just a movie review. I know you. No, no, not a movie review, but to talk about the ideas engendered by the movie. I think you just want to live in the. I want a joy. I want joy. Looks great. She looks great. And what, oh. I, what I loved about the movie, well, now that we're on the topic, now that we're on the topic, what I loved about that movie was that they didn't. It was a classic Hollywood love story with the program, and they didn't. Ju- there was no judgment that the narrative made on that relationship. It was a real relationship, but at the same time, spoilers. maybe not real because, anyways, yeah, that's not spoilers. <laughs> I, I'm not going to try not to feed feed this yeah. thing right now. It was good. It was so, good. I loved the movie. I yeah, and I'm keen to watch the movie. It's funny because I think we are the target market of the movie because it sounds like nobody is watching it except old white men. So uh, I like. I mean, if I, you see the original, and we all know this, it's like it's not. It's for not like everyone. Blow them up sci-fi. It's like I, I like it. I appreciate that kind of stuff, but it's not like the target demographic of the Avengers movies, right? No, but also like women are not going to see it. Well, I, it's funny because I'm like I think of the like joy like sex doll thing or whatever that. See, I don't know about. The, yeah, but it's not the only this. movie with like that kind of misogynistic overtones. Like almost all movies have it. Yeah, so, come on, ladies. Well, what I'm saying is that it's like the whole if Harvey anything, Weinstein. Thing, if right? if anything, this movie explores that idea in a meaningful way. Like I don't think it's like. 
you know, I, 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 it's like, are you sure Fast and Furious is more progressive than Blade Runner 2049? It's like, I don't think so, but I guarantee well, you more <laughs> girls are probably watching Fast and Furious than Blade uh, Runner. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I could say more, but we, we don't want to spoil the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. And we could maybe revisit this later when it's like, look, cat's a little bit more out of the bag. It's still a new release movie, but I'd recommend kind of- as well. It is kind of funny because it's like maybe we could do something like if we were all watching a movie like that. It's got both right. It's got a lot of ideas in it, and we wanted to sort of discuss it. I wonder if it'd be worth releasing or doing a special episode. I guess we could just go out for coffee and not do a podcast episode. But but, I'd uh, I'd love to do an episode. I'm dying to do one, but you know, it's up to you guys. I feel like I need to rewatch it, and I need to rewatch the original too. I'd need to see it once. <laughs> and only once. Yeah, now, speaking so. of something we'll do only once, let's get to a random topic. Oh, perfect. You mean in reference to the subject we'll be talking about today, right? That's right. The okay. topic. Well, that's uh that's up to you. You're the host. Let me just make sure we pick up the sweet sounds <clears throat> yeah, get of that thing. I got I got some behind the scenes business I'm fixing. Sorry about that chat room. We just want to make sure we can hear what Mike's doing. Except for all right. I generally don't like to hear. There we go. It's on its way. This is like Blade Runner. Is it Blade Runner? Come on. No. Oh, no. The topic is the internet. Oh. Ah. Well, there's a lot of Blade Runner 2049 on the internet right now. So... There's a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah. It, oh. It's funny because, like, the only thing I can think of that's kind of close to the internet, we did way back when we did Wikipedia, which is, like, one particular. And I remember very clearly my conclusion about that, which is. Uh, I love Wikipedia, and I think you guys like it too. But also that I said, Wikipedia is what the internet should be, or what I thought the internet should be, but it's mostly not that. So It's, it's, mostly, it's mostly porn. It's mostly porn. It's just yeah, rip that band-aid off right now. It's naked shit, men and naked women check. And, and, and naked animals, you name it. Yeah, all kinds of crap. Putting their privates like, together. Yeah, I felt like, yeah, it was like Wikipedia was the promise of what the internet would be, and then the reality of it is well, <laughs> that and a lot of other stuff. Who's the guy that invented the internet? Did he sit there when he first turned on the first internet thing Maybe. and go, this would be great for porn. This is what I'm secretly doing at DARPA. It's, it's, it's... Uh, but but what is interesting about the internet is it's clearly like a reflection. It's a reflection of human beings, right, and what we want as a whole, especially like the whole anonymity thing. Like so, the the prevalence of porn it says a lot about <clears throat> human beings. I mean, certainly males. Uh, but I mean, the reason there's so much of it, it's like it's on there because. Human beings like sex, so you see it all over the internet. Well, it's, yeah, I would just say it's a reflection of us at large, not individually. Yeah, the whole thing is that's why it's not yeah. only porn, obviously, but it's it's a lot of stuff. So it can't just be. It's not just an information repository. It's be well beyond that. It's cultural and it's and it's changing and it is a reflection of society at large. But there's so like I, a feedback loop too that's happening now. I was talking, but I was talking about this with my uh, wife the other day in terms of like we're in it, we're a, an interesting generation. I think when people look back after you know a couple of hundred 
of years, we will have been at a very interesting point. Whereas we grew up with no internet, so like um, we're the essential essential last generation around our generation that that grew up with not having the internet. The internet being introduced while like becoming mass commercialized, the first fledgling steps, dial up, AOL, free like internet cd discs you couldn't use the phone and be on the internet at the same time like all this sort of stuff that nobody knows now or is like you know super super retro and i was saying uh, to jess that like so i'm 37 and in my lifetime what are the big step forwards or big changes that society had seen like if you go back to like 1979 or like what are what are the big the big things and i think on like the mechanical level stuff like cars and all that yeah you know there's been a lot of technological enhancements but they haven't really changed that much they're still mechanically very similar we're still driving on highways and like um and and that sort of thing that hasn't changed too much i'd say the big things the big changes since i've been born have happened on the computer electronic side of things like having a computer in your home was a real huge novelty when I was a kid. And then there was like the, for us in Ottawa where we live, there's the national capital free net, which was the first kind of like internet that I ever was on. And then I'm still using it, Carlton. (laughs) It's, it's morphed, still exists. Um, but, uh, but, and then, and then we're, you know, up to, to where we are now where, you know, not only is everybody on the internet, but we all have the internet in our pockets and these like mobile computers that are in our pockets, which is I would I would categorize as a whole other major thing that happened in my in my lifetime thus far. So um, even like if you look at again, I always do this bringing back to video games. If you look at Grand Theft Auto 4, when it came out, one of the big things that, to make it immersive is your character could go to Internet cafes and go on the Internet and now in Grand Theft Auto 5, they have smartphones in their pocket and they can go on the internet. In Grand Theft Auto 3, you had a pager that gave you missions. You know, like there's. But doesn't that also when it when it's set? Wasn't. It... Yeah, w- no, it was. Three, four, and five were set at the time of their release. Um, and, and then there was. Which is the there... one that was in the 80s? Vice City. Yeah, that one. That's the 80s. <laughs> yes, but okay. the Grand, no internet. Oh, Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto Three was released in two thousand one, I think, and it it was it you had it was set in two thousand one, and you had a pager in that because smartphones were not you know where the, where where they're at now. So the internet has just grown crazily since we since we've been. It's, uh, I mean, it's inter- it's interesting to use use a video game analogy because I was gonna say like the thing to me that is the most similar and world changing is like you know often people say the printing press at Gutenberg and the printing press was like this huge shift in uh, in certainly Western Western culture and history and that changed the world forever and there's for sure the internet is at least at least as as relevant in terms of impact i think and then the other thing maybe is like the industrial revolution but it's but in in terms of like it, like the printing press which is really interesting which is like it went like mass distribution of information the internet's like that's on crazy steroids right not just like mass dissemination of information but like live communication and connection 
especially where it's at now and where it's you know where it's poised to go in the next few years too it's really ramping like crazy yeah you cut out there too which is also another feature of the internet is the end one day that sucks it sucks when your information gets interrupted although it used to happen like when you were on your dial-up modem someone would pick up the phone and you go don't pick up the phone i'm on the internet downloading a song and it took me three hours to get 80 percent done and uh, and now it's hiccups in our Skype calls, but uh, still, that's a it's a feature. Hey, that actually makes me wonder, Bo, because you of the three of us, I would say is the person that uses the most internet in their sort of day to day life and is is mo- most involved in sort of the in the internet as it stands today. So, what are your thoughts, I guess, on where it is now as compared to when you were a kid? Oh my God, it's it's just so weird. The internet's like a like um it's like a free-flowing tube compared to where it was then like i mean i remember logging in just to check emails was the biggest deal in the world like i could get messages but i didn't have to pay like a text plan i didn't even have a cell phone it's just fun to get messages and writing emails is cool um i did bbsing for a while so messaging people there getting that sweet cracked copy of wolfenstein uh, downloaded from a bbs was also great put that on my computer loved that um but it was like everything took a lot of effort and it was very much a subculture thing that you had to be in the know about because you had to know how to use computers and a lot of people like i don't know how to use it but now like any any toddler can learn to use a phone and to do things on the phone because the apps the uis are so much more advanced in computing which in turn translates to a more broadly useful internet which is what you find you can have someone who knows next to nothing about how the computer works but can turn it on can click the start button find internet explorer and type boobies and get poor <laughs> I, sort of, I, I sort of miss that subculture thing uh-huh. like i was part of that like i was like you i was on the bbs's i was like you know playing these muds or what, what i remember um, muds. you know i was yeah. I, I i was uh you know, like I, I anyway, I was on the forefront of a lot of that stuff, um, and my parents obviously had like did not understand it really that, that much, and so so. But now it's such you know the internet, it's ubiquitous. Everyone's on it. it. Your grandma's on it. You're on it. You know your your kids are on it. Every you know everybody's on it. And now it's it's a new generational thing where it's like, how do you protect your kids from the internet? And it's like, obviously, you pretty much can't. But well, what's that also depends. interesting oh. about like so the, there's the internet, uh, but then there's all these other like we also talked about like what social media right, which is it's an internet thing right. It, it's it doesn't really work without the internet, and there's a whole bunch of stuff like that too. And and arguably, I guess gaming now has become an internet thing. Um, you know, there are always gamers like Crofton who who it's the single player player experience is always something you know, and that's going to continue, sure. But for sure, like online connected, you know, live experience with other people. Again, so it's like the internet is this underlying things that then enables other giant things. Like social media is a huge thing to talk about or think about in terms of its impact, but it's a component of the internet. I mean, the internet. That's why it's kind of like it's sort of hard to tease these things out. And I find <clears throat> when I'm thinking, again, about our about our verdicts here, good, bad, or bullshit, I feel fairly neutral about uh, the Internet. I mean, and just, I guess, to hint where I'm going on, I, I, obviously I lean good. 
right off the bat because it's 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 a platform that can enable a lot of stuff whether all that stuff is good or bad is a whole other thing and you could break them down individually but like the connectivity of computers it's that enables all this other stuff like it's it's like the base the the platform right well and yeah it's hard to talk about that without talking about all these things that live on it and i want to i want to springboard that a bit because we have the, the base uses for internet which is really is base is the way to describe them but i like to think that what mike was going for is the point of having the internet is the point of developing it further because anything that can turn into ones and zeros can be communicated and you see a lot of you know like uh, in history you know knowledge was guarded in libraries through education through class like through location you could be in one part of the world and and have some secret knowledge about how to make the best beer in the world and the rest of the world just didn't get to have it maybe someone took a pilgrimage across the world to obtain your recipe and then travel back and now literally you can just be like go to google best beer how to make and have a shot at getting some decent instructions on how to make an ipa or whatever it is um i know nothing about beer i should say i should say coffee or something I think you're, yeah i'm pretty close but but the point is the point i'm trying to illustrate I'll just google is, it is that the idea that we can share knowledge if, if knowledge any knowledge that we have can be codified into ones and zeros in some form whether that's using word or, or google docs to like take your typing and make it so that you can transmit it through data to someone else and disseminate it within a matter of milliseconds that's powerful that it, it empowers all of us to have uh, more luxury, more knowledge, able to solve problems, you know, like I didn't, I had to hook up a washing machine uh, for a friend and I had no idea how to do it. So I went to YouTube, be like, how do I hook up a washing machine? Got the complete instructions and got to look like a genius. And all I did was watch a YouTube video and not read the comments. Um, and so, so the other, like, there's more than just these things that we can put into ones and zeros. We have 3D printing, which has become a thing. We have the science fiction idea of teleportation, or what do they call it in Star Trek? Sorry, it's um, transference? What is Energizing, right? What do what? they call when you go down to the... You can beam down to the planet. What do they call that? Teleporting? What I does guess, that have to do with the yeah. internet? Well, what it has to do with the internet is that we can eventually use this to move matter or to replicate matter or to actually take objects from one part of the world and instantaneously transfer hmm. to another part. Now is when Bo's gone. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. But if we can codify it into ones and zeros, and we do have 3D printing and people do share um, blueprint information on how to, like, I made this sweet uh, Klingon Batliff. You know, it looks pretty good. Well, Xing Zhao in, you know, uh, in, in Beijing wants to make a copy from the guy in the States who made a really good copy. Well, they share blueprint and he can 3D print it in Beijing and have that sweet thing. So, like, I think that I think that we can I think there's more yet more to unravel from the Internet. And what I'm so, trying to drive at is there's still more potential. It's untapped. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I get sharing knowledge, which is I do supporting not. But your OK. Point. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in the sense that, like, I mean, there are, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's talking about there's been experiments where people have, like, teleported and, you know, and a particle from here to there. And, I mean, it has to get, it has to get, 
there somehow and it's through information transfer. So yeah, like I suppose uh, if that's a long, long way off and I think sure. a little bit beyond the scope. Yeah, that's a, sci- right that's a sci-fi idea. But what I'm saying is that it's for learning and there's potential, uh, tons well, of untapped potential still yet in the internet. It is. There's, there's something that really tweaked me because I, I really agree with a whole bunch of stuff you were saying. And I use, like, again, I said earlier, like Wikipedia to me is what the internet should be. But 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 the internet broader is, is almost even more useful. Like YouTube videos where people put up videos of how to do something, you know, uh, that's re- that is really u- useful. I mean, it is, it is information. It can help you do stuff. And on and on. There's tons of good information, and that's the thing I like the most about it. But still, I was going to say, this control of information you're saying that used to exist, it's still present on the Internet. And, I mean, one one place that I always find <clears throat> that I have been annoyed at is if I ever want to, like, look at something. You know, because you can read articles, and you can you can learn a whole bunch of stuff, and you can read someone's opinions, and that's all fine and good. Uh, but we... But we sometimes all... you just want to watch a video of a guy killing himself, oh. and people keep taking them down. I don't get what the deal is. They keep going back up, I'm sure. But uh, uh, yes, that does happen on the internet. It's true. <laughs> but what I was going to say was that if you want information <clears throat> like from, say, an academic journal, uh, that's that you can't just get generally. It probably is available on the internet, but you probably have to pay for it. So it's like the, the same, depending on what you want. I'd say it's very easy to get uh, junk information on the internet, and that's not to say it's all bad. It's just not necessarily like I hate this term, but the gold standard of like good information, like an academic peer reviewed. Depends what you want to get. I mean, increasingly Wikipedia is just becoming so good that it will have citations that can point you to the references which are applicable. But like, there still are barriers and. The other thing that comes along with freedom of information, uh, and I feel like we talked about this one other time, but it's untrue information. And you just have to, oh yeah, and conspiracy theories. Remember we talked about conspiracy theories and like the internet is full of fake junk. Fake news? Uh, fake, fake news is fake. Uh, and, it's, and it's true. Like, uh, and so the thing is, it's, it's, it's like, Whereas with Gutenberg and the printing press, it's now like, wow, everyone can have a Bible, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the best to get uh, you know people enlightened. But whatever. The point is people could read the Bible themselves instead of having a priest decipher it for them. And, and that's really interesting and empowering. But if you could, like, if you dumped on the people 10,000 Bibles that were all written differently and had different things in them, you know, it just become gobbledygook. Some and of I them think by Alex Jones. Yeah, well, exactly. And I think that's a bit of the problem now. There's so much information and the sources are from whoever because the Internet is a is democratic in the sense that anyone can put up whatever they want, which is great. Yeah. But it means that you have to really have sharp critical thinking skills to navigate it. And sadly, most people do do not. So it's, so it's really like it's hard to decide. Well, it's not only that most people do not, but there are also forms of behavioral control associated with the sure, internet. Sure, absolutely. But there's there's a bunch of stuff there to unpack in terms of different directions that you you both have gone on with this, and and one one of them is like the internet happens so fast that a lot of these, uh, as as Mike says, like these these, uh, I don't want to give them any necessarily enhanced credibility but like you know academic peer-reviewed or even new york times washington post type like a lot of a lot of what what had been the 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 height of traditional reporting and media 
you know, got swept away in this and are now are trying to put the genie back in the bottle by putting up these paywalls and trying to, you know, now everybody's online and the website used to just supplement the hard copies of these things and now it's wholesale replacement. And so it's it's very, it's a difficult time for them and there's tons of layoffs in that industry and it's very hard. People feel that the internet should, anything that they get on the internet should always be free and, and, and changing away from that mindset is is proven to be difficult but the thing Bo said that resonated me was was in talking about the gatekeepers and he used the example of the librarians but like there are gatekeepers all over the place and time magazine got a ton of criticism like around around the the year youtube came out like i don't know 2004 or something or around where they gave person of the year to you like that was instead of picking a person they said you were person of the year and the idea was that that year had seen such a huge shift with social media channels uh such as youtube and whatever that people were able to harness them and and uh, you know circumvent these gatekeepers you know now you see huge rises of things like self-published books or people who become stars on the internet and then move into other spheres instead of like in the time of like Elvis or Johnny Cash or whatever. If you didn't, you know, if you didn't bow to the executive at Sun Records or wherever you were going to get into the entertainment industry, there was no way in. You had to go through these gatekeepers. And now there is somewhat of a democratization of this where you can become a star, you can become, um, you know, you can get access to a bunch of things, uh, uh, be it video or whatever, without needing to sort of bend the knee in front of all these people. So I see that as a positive thing. Yeah, I, and that's, I mean, now we're getting to what we do, right? Which is, we prov- what do we provide to people? <laughs> what is the benefit we provide to individuals? Is it- well, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to do this and in podcasts, which we also drew on this show as a topic. We would not be able to. Uh, none of none of that medium would exist. It's another channel that has been uh, being provided think, by the yeah, internet. Yeah, I think the way to describe it would be the barrier to entry probably would have been a little too high, and we wouldn't have embarked on the project, right? It's like because it'd be like, well, I have to bring the tape recorder somewhere, and Amazon without the internet, Amazon doesn't deliver my equipment, you know. So maybe it's harder to get the equipment. And well, the like thing that. about yeah. radio show radio DJs and all that. That working on a radio show was a was a, a big thing. People really had a firm desire for it because radio pre you know and radio shows predated t- television shows, and a lot of people grew up and were impassioned by them. And 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 you would have to beg and grovel and take low salaries and work long hours at these radio stations to get those opportunities. And now you want to have that experience. You want to be in control of your own show, like we are then whatever, we can do it. And thanks to the wonders of the internet, we can share it with everybody else. So I do think it's really cool as an enabling tool for Democrat. You said it better earlier. Democratizing? Yeah, what Bo said. Democratizing. Yeah, what Bo said. Yeah. So if I like the internet for enabling people to sort of take opportunities and and uh, reducing barriers and all that sort of stuff then one thing that i i don't want to say i don't like or if it worries me when we were talking about artificial intelligence we often come back and talk about how we've given the 
artificial intelligence overlords that will eventually wipe us off our own planet. So many tools. Well, there is no greater tool that we have given them than the internet. Like soon as this artificial intelligence reaches sentience, they'll be like, oh shit, all this stuff is connected now? That's great. So uh, you're all dead now. Uh, how about that? And uh, that does make me like, you know, that does make me a little leery of of the the more that we're connected, the more vulnerable in a way we we are. And I say that about artificial intelligence, but it could be like with with Trump, the the joke is it's natural stupidity, right? But either either way, it's something that could you know we're all. All my computers are connected. I got like, you know, uh, webcams, uh, um, cars now like have huge electronical components. Some of them even, you know, like connect to the internet or have their own Wi-Fi signals or whatever. Like I just, I, I maybe it's it's um, it's just you know paranoia, but I I get nervous with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think right rightly so. Um, Sounds one like a thing- conspiracy theory a little bit though. Well, it it is it is. I mean, it's true. Like it, in the the Internet of Things, uh, is such a growing trend where it's like you know you can be observed through your smartphone's camera, but pretty soon there's like going to be like doorbells that have cameras in them, and those will be internet enabled so that you can watch on your phone, which is pretty awesome. You know, if you want to look at who's ringing your doorbell, but maybe so can someone else. You know it does lead you down conspiracy lane a little bit and, you know, worrying about this kind of stuff. But I mean, for sure, I feel like we're talking about this a little bit before. It's a complete world shift, right? The internet, but a good way to also think about it is, uh, and this is a little bit hard to do because it's particularly for someone like Bo. So I'll be interested to hear his take, uh, cause you got to separate yourself out of, out of this, try to be objective. And it'd be like, is, is, is the world or is life better now? with the internet than it was before. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like Bo's knee jerk is like, yes, yes, a hundred times. Yes. But, uh, but I, but I mean, really actually think about it. Why, why is it better? What's better about it? And, uh, you know, as just another way to think about the internet, mm, mm, what's better about it? Well, we already talked about how, you know, we can send a bat lift to someone in Beijing to make a replica of something you made in you know, the, that alone seems like, like a good enough so, reason to have it. So that, that's better than someone carving one themselves or something. Well, from scratch, yeah. I mean, the fact is, there's like a certain romanticism to being an originator. But for the most part, we all stand on one another's shoulders or our predecessors. But that information can be lost to the annals of time due to geography, things of that nature. And the idea behind the internet, as well as with computing is that we have a way to store and keep this information that, it, it, that it's a little more, it's protected because it's redundantly copied around the globe. So if, you know, internet and computers go out in one country, the information is still kept somewhere in a different country. And... But I, I, another question to probe on this, because I mean, it's one thing to think, you know, when I first was posing this, I had this like in the back of my head, like some kind of like agrarian, you know, back to the earth sort of lifestyle. But I think more like, the 1980s or something like that and i know the internet was kind of around but like no one was you could have really picked what, from any 10 decades from and you picked the 80s <laughs> well i'm trying to pick the one that was the most say modern uh or with without having the internet as being ubiquitous and, mm-hmm. and again again it was life 
so terrible in the 80s. We have a kind of nostalgia wave, certainly from our generation, about about this time, late 70s and early 80s. Uh, and I mean, why is that? I mean, just people tend to be nostalgic about that's why times. That certainly is. Uh, yeah, because a lot of cases you say the world wasn't better in the 80s, but was, say, life as an individual um, better or worse? I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I'm just posing it. I don't know either, in but but um, in so much as that, like you know, I was a child back then, and I definitely have the nostalgia. But I think that I think, as a whole, every generation is sort of better off than the one previous, uh, with the advancement of you know both technology and and knowledge and equality and all that sort of stuff. And I feel that I feel that we are definitely better off now. And I think the main reason why or one of the main reasons why is is we have this insane communication tool that is the internet that has that has a lot of limitations to it as well and like any communication tool can be used for good for ill can be misused or whatever but uh i do think for the most part like it provides a lot but a lot of services a, a lot of information sharing um, that didn't, you know, that didn't exist previously and is like replacing a lot of the old way of doing things in everything from like TV to newspapers. And it's very nostalgic to look back at some of those things and be like, oh, I wish it was like that still. I have but one for, the, for you. For the most part, it's, it's, I, I think it's, we're better off. Yeah, sorry. I know, I have one for you. Do you guys remember long distance fees? <laughs> oh, yeah. remember long? remember long distance remember, speaking yeah, of the absolutely. 80s it's still, it's still around you realize yeah, but you realize like if you're someone that uses long distance like where there's internet available for both parties you're basically just you should just take your wallet out and set your money on fire there's like no reason to not use the internet to communicate I, and again it's a breaking down the barriers in in many ways it's like these companies have had sort of monopolies on a lot of a lot of things and when i was talking it's the same with people canceling their tv packages and, and you know like um though as the world changes and becomes more and more and more online and we move away from these old mediums like i mean it is we're, we're safe Generally, so far, it's it's always seems to be a shift towards paying less money, which I you know can appreciate. Well, because and that's here's the key component to the internet that is always under threat. Even now, there's a my camera. Sopa was one. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're calling it this time around. It's net neutrality. These net neutrality things. It's very important to the internet is that it because it's networks upon networks. It doesn't have a centralized switches. So, and controls, whereas like the traditional distribution methods, radio not being one of them, can't control who receives a radio signal that you broadcast out, but cable and telephone wires, all controlled, all controlled. And they're trying to harness that so that they can leverage it for more power and Mike's even greater fear to control what information you can and cannot have for whatever reason, which seems to undermine the, the pioneering spirit of the internet, which is... It's just information, and information is free, and you can trade whatever you want. Like that's let information be free on the internet. It's not free in the world. It's subject to physical laws. You have to travel to go get a book from a library in Rome if you want to see what's in there, or ideally, it's just on the internet, infinitely copyable among computers all throughout the world, and and that's that's under attack constantly by idiots <laughs> who want to control and profit from. Uh, being able to 
withhold information and programming and whatever else that they can. Net, net neutrality, internet. the big deal is that all data, when when net, the uh, internet is neutral, all data is considered the same. Whereas, like, if net neutrality uh, was not the, the law of the land, then you could say, hey, you know, th- visiting this website or going to streaming video won't be counted as part of your data package or will be free as part of your data package if it's done on Facebook as opposed to, you know, wherever. So it allows that it allows companies to sort of like subsidize things and, and make money. And as Bo sort of rightly put forces, um, sort of corporatizes the internet. That's the value add in the beginning. Obviously, once you open the floodgates to controlling that kind of information, then yeah, it why corporatizes do it. it. Why, why doesn't companies... Trump say, hmm, I don't really like see what CNN's printing. Let's, Let's turn off CNN's internet until they've published news that's appropriate for the world or, or that reflects well on the Trump administration. Like that's it's it's like a, the silver lining or not the silver lining, but the the golden fleeced offer is what you're saying. Like, hey, let us control the internet and your Netflix will be better or something like that. And then the net result will be government control. Which we don't it's want. It's true. And they always it's like it is a double edged sword, right? In that in that um, you you want to control some things but not others, so it's like you can't have it both ways. So that's why net neutrality rules, and you can always find some terrible example of why you'd want to restrict something on the internet. But it just it, it is an interesting um, line of conversation, and it seems to be a constant push for governments to kind of get in and control it a little bit. And this is just like so many things. I feel like with the internet, there's like. How, how like how do you guys approach it from an individual usage point of view? How do you think about it? Like, I think I feel like I try to actively limit my internet use, and and sort of because I've eliminated some social media platforms that I find useless and shitty. I'm looking at you, Facebook, so Facebook sucks. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I got off there and then I realized that like, actually, so when I, when I go on the internet, I really have a specific purpose. I want to learn or want to know something and it's awesome because I can just search it. There's great search engines. And then the thing comes up that I want, I find it and it, or maybe I have to scroll, go through a couple different things and I get the information quickly. I'm like, I love the internet. And then I get off it and go about my business. Uh, but like some things like again, social media, and I want to disentangle these things, but they are entangled, uh, can just keep you on and the whole like the economy of attention which is something that the internet is essentially where it's found its foothold and how to make money uh and that that was this big question mark for a while like how do you make money on the internet you know you can either just sell sell shit online like you know shopify or amazon or whatever uh but uh, how if you're doing social media how do you make and it's attention so i think all these so many platforms have realized that the that the way to make money on the internet is to get you to be on it a lot and you know, Bowie talked about persuasive stuff, and and that always worries me because I feel like the internet is clearly is extremely valuable tool, but like all tools or anything, you don't want to be doing it twenty four seven. You want to be doing it when you want to. You want to be in control when you're doing it. And increasingly, we have less control over that because we're being nudged. So I don't know. Like you guys, I mean, Bo clearly has no limits on how much internet time he spends. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not. The, I don't think it's. I think that's a sort of limited view. The way to calculate it is time, just time spent. It's wow. it's, it's like you know meaningful calculate. time spent. If you spent eight hours a day reading Wikipedia pages, 
And given your given knowing your temperament, you might be like, well, you should get out more, but like that's an that's an alright time. Learning is an alright time to spend it. <laughs> if you're going down rabbit holes and learning things all day on the internet, uh, why not be in the library all day? You probably wouldn't look at someone who spends a lot of their time in the library that badly. Uh, say as someone who spent all their time on Wikipedia, but you're right. The vast majority there's this new culture, and this this kind of dovetails into why I've hated started to hate birthdays, and it's Facebook's fault. First of all, let's say it here now. Facebook is a flaming dumpster fire, and the only thing that it's done absolutely ingeniously is it's got everyone very much invested in what it is through the pictures and through the modes of communication. But it is a festering pile of shit that nobody wants to be on. I don't mind Facebook. <laughs> it, it's an absolute dumpster pile. The, the reason I actually kind of like Twitter is it's it, I don't actually I hate all the gifs on Twitter right now and that the overusage of images on there. What I liked about it was that terse brief messages that that's what everyone liked about it. That's why it got popular. It's because Twitter is for celebrities and corporations. Facebook yes, is yes. For now, now that is true. That <laughs> is true. Shill. <laughs> well, if you guys are going to deflect the conversation into individual social media channels, then I'm no. But you know, look, the, the point I, I have a point I'm making, but I wanted to insult Facebook first and say it's a festering pile of shit. Um, <laughs> I love Facebook, <laughs> uh, but um, that that the what they've done really well is that they have everyone invested in it. Your grandma's on it. There's pictures on it. There is. A really good reason for people to go, want to go back there and to go there, and that's if to my stay, grandma's on it. Then it's really and that's good. That's to stay connected because the average person has a hard She's time dead. still in the universe. The average person has a hard time remembering and typing in email addresses, but Facebook has it where you can select a picture of your daughter and send a, put a message on her wall, a private one that was clearly intended for private messages, but posted publicly on her wall, and have a good laugh about it, as well as see pictures of the grandson. So, so the the point is that's what Facebook's done right, and that's what we want to use the internet for to be connected. This is this is a way that we can be connected in more meaningful ways than just a phone call. We can share pictures. How many people I saw Crofton on your Facebook feed? A scrapbook. You're starting a scrapbook. I have a scrapbook, but not everyone has a scrapbook. Most of the scrapbooks and the pictures on the scrapbook are going online on Facebook. That's investment. That means that kid is going to want that Facebook scrapbook when he's in his 60s or something because that's where the information is. And the point is we shouldn't give it to Facebook because they've treated all that very poorly. But broaden that out to the Internet and to what social media means for people. It's ways for you and I, Crofton, to connect beyond a quick little message, an email with just words in it. It's another way to connect is over pictures and over interactive items like let's both take the survey and see if you're more like Tyrion and I'm more like Jon Snow, you know, like that kind of thing. So um, the point is the Internet has the ability to connect us in ways that communi- traditional communications was not possible and to do it in convenient ways. Yeah. And there's, to, there's a, yeah. Go ahead, sorry Bob. to answer Mike's Mike's question, and I I sort of got what Bo was saying there, which I agree with, like the the communication tool. Um, But but to answer Mike's question about time spent and how I I manage it, I don't really care 
for me. Like I'll I'll use it when I want, but it the internet now, as we mentioned, is associated with many appliances. And for me, the internet, I do not read print newspapers. So my newspapers are internet. I do not have a TV subscription. My TV is internet. Uh, you know, like my internet is internet. Um, my, like my, you know, when I'm playing a video game, you know, it often uses the internet. Um, I, um, when I'm on my phone, uh, you know, checking, checking, uh, what do you call it? Houses to buy, which we're, we're looking at now. It uses the internet again, another democrat, democratization there. I did it. Um, of uh, of things in which realtors used to control that, and now I can go into a website and see what houses are, uh, uh, which houses are for sale near me. So like it's everywhere. It's in all these little things I do, and I don't do like Mike says and it, it, like like he does, and be like I am now using internet. Now I am leaving internet, and you know I did my thing. I mean, I, it, the I, thing is, is it is it that happened with me? Yeah, no, and I appreciate that, and I and I actually am more similar to that than I, than I let on. But part of the reason for that is because I ditched Facebook. But I still use Twitter, and it has the same basic effect. Like, I was thinking about it in terms of... <laughs> That's appropriate. Oh. He froze again. Your face was... <laughs> oh, I froze. Sorry about that. I was thinking again... Uh, the the internet the internet uh, is failing me here. It's probably because I'm saying negative things about it. So it's like we'll teach him net That's net true. neutrality. Be damned. Uh, now I lost my train of thought. God damn it. Um, so yeah, You're, when I you okay, were saying I, uh, the... I limited my attention to so I, I like to be an active user on 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 the internet and initially that's all I ever did on the internet was doing something active, but social media and again these things are entangled made me do things passively so i would be like uh so like right now i still do this and i bet you most everyone listens to this does this uh you sit down on the can and your hand goes into your pocket and takes out your phone and i look at it and then those rare times where i've left my phone somewhere i'm like oh, oh now i gotta sit through these three minutes without looking through twitter and uh, it's like painful to me, and I realize, okay, this—that's not—that's actually not healthy, you know. And I still, I do that every day. Still, I don't I know, know that it's not healthy. It's just you—you want to maximize your time. It's like, yeah, that, you have a choice between just sitting there and shitting, or sitting you know, there and at least reading there, something while you're okay, shitting. Okay, and that's how everyone builds it as as a positive. That like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing this at the time, but it's not just that. There, there, there is a lot of value in actually just sitting and being bored you can you can look into this it actually is useful for your brain very useful and when you fill it with passive stuff you're not gonna you're not getting new ideas generally and i like to think oh i'm getting new information all the time but honestly sometimes i am and a lot of times well, i'm not I'd say, times I'd I'd say it was more diversion but well yeah so and and look i like being diverted too and sometimes i sometimes i'll go on and actively divert myself but when it's the knee jerk i don't like it and i mean <laughs> hey i'm 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 not immune. I'm trying to be self-aware. Now, the other thing I want to say about the internet, because we've spent a lot of time talking about what we do on the internet, what you do on the internet, but the other super interesting thing, and this is both good and bad, it's what the internet uh, does to us. And I don't mean that really in terms of um, manipulating or that kind of stuff, but more that like, so we go and use Facebook and we or, or whatever social platform or we search something, and that's like, okay, I'm using this tool. But the other thing that's happening, and we're all, we all know this now, is that uh, the aggregate data 
of us all doing something, the things we're doing, uh, becomes masses of information, which is quite interesting and and, and potentially useful. It, it it sort of teaches us about ourselves. I mean, that's the positive spin on it, that we can actually learn a lot about humanity from just looking at metadata of behavior on the internet. I mean, the negative aspect is it that's used uh, to manipulate us very well. And both of those things are true. So we're learning more about humanity by the, it's like the internet looking back at us all and what that, and what's coming out of that. A lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of boobies. And we did, we did an episode on on big data and it's true that that is something that, you know, like as the conspiracy theorist part of my brain that we talked about a little bit earlier, that triggers me for sure. Like I, I'm cognizant that somebody at one point could just like pull up my, the the big joke is the internet search histories, eh? Everybody's like, uh, you know, what is your internet search? You know, I think there's even a question. Would you rather your internet search history be published or that you tell somebody your deepest, darkest secret and everyone's like, oh God, I will tell somebody the secret. Don't publish (laughs) that history. And, and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> I do, I do think that that is uh, that is that is really funny, but scary that that information is accessible. You know, like I could just imagine somebody looking like, at my. I heard, I heard this thing. Uh, uh, I, yeah, where was it? I think it was it was on the Sam Harris podcast, which I've been big into and plugged a bunch of times, uh, which will annoy Crofton because he doesn't like when information comes from places. But uh, so, uh, and and someone was some internet person was talking about. Um, maybe it wasn't the same. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm getting sidetracked. But like, so you could look at internet metadata about certain things and learn something about a culture. And this is not to pass any judgment on, but but this guy had said one a really sort of quirky one he found was that men men in India uh, had like compared to the rest of the world. Here uh, we go. Searches, searches for now for uh, the racist um, portion of no, the no, show. No, 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 because it's nothing it, <laughs> to do with. Um, with men Sam wanting their wa- listen, let me finish. You're gonna like men wanting their wives to breastfeed them, and uh, and and so this is this was and the uh, guy was like he's like this. look I'm not passing judgment he's like but this is what the internet has told us this is disproportionate in India and he said the interesting part was he asked around when he was in India and was like I don't know what you're talking about I never heard anything about this before but the inter- but he's like the it, it's not he's like the internet is not lying right it's like this is just aggregate data like is it uh, searches yes searches <laughs> so the, so that you I don't can know what you're search by about. country and and you can learn something about it something that you might not be able to learn any other way and because so, if you ask someone if you go ask someone it's like hey do you want you anybody be like no so, uh, they're not going to tell you but they're going to search it and now we know that thing whether we wanted to know it I don't know. <laughs> maybe I, maybe we didn't want to know that. So, so Indian uh, and, men... and that's just one example. There's a million others, right, from all over the world. Yeah. I know you're trying to keep the focus on the Most professional Asia. side of the conversation, but sorry, it's Indian men like lack want to drink breast milk from a breast. Yes. In a non-sexual way or in a sexual way. I don't know, Bo. Okay. Well, I'm just but, but... <laughs> I'm just trying but... to figure out. I want. <laughs> You're burying the lead, David. You can't bring that. That was, like, that was way too so. extreme. You I, in India. I, I don't have an aggregate story, but I'll tell you a little anecdote of fresh off the oh presses God. today. Don't let it be about your internet search history. <laughs> oh, la, la, it isn't. It's about Ben Affleck. 
Because, you know, this whole Harvey Weinstein thing's happening. There's a big article. Yeah, Consequently, because of the internet gaining a lot of more widespread traction and attention, I think, than traditional print. Um, but one of the funny things that came out of it was, was um, you know, Ben Affleck, who, you know, he's been in a lot of Miramax Weinstein things, came out and was like, oh, man, Harvey Weinstein, I'm so disappointed. I hope we, you know... If only I knew what was going on. Something along those lines, right? Like, what? What? A, I didn't know. And then some other female actress who he's worked with before, he's like, "You're full of shit. Fuck you, Ben Affleck." Like, just, <laughs> and she got banned from Twitter for you. Oh, she really? told him off. Yeah, and that Rose was what McGowan. made headline. Yeah, Rose McGowan got got banned from Twitter. That's what made the headline. Is and the, but the funny part was that she's calling Ben Affleck out because I was thinking the same thing of like. Who didn't know that Harvey Weinstein was, like, abusing women? Like, anyways, not to get too deep into that hot topic, but the point is the internet provided me with this beautiful human interaction, even if it was, you know, public face. Well, again, yeah, no, the... the, I enjoyed that. That's it. Like, celebrities can air their dirty laundry. Like, everything is is available uh, to us, and because of that... I think we've all, we've touched on some of these major issues, like the constant distractions, as Mike Mike was pointing out. Like, there's well, tons notifications. of notifications. Fuck, there's tons of the, tons of good stuff in there. That's why I hate birthdays. So I think it's Facebook's fault. I hate birthdays and tons tons of crap. So like, notice how Bo is railing against Facebook and Mike's railing. It's against a dumpster it fire. It's so right? terrible. So, no, but it's part of the internet. So there's a part of the internet that they absolutely hate, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and then there, there's parts of the internet that they absolutely love. Like, uh, it's it's crazy in in that it's everything. It is literally it has everything, it is everything. And in our lifetime, it has rose from nothing to be like the single most important vehicle channel um, in in existence. And uh, it, and that comes with so many positives. It's crazy. If you were just to do a bullet list of all the positives of the internet, take forever. But you know what? You could probably do the same with the negatives sure. as well, or a sizable amount. So that's what's so so tough um, about this topic. I don't think I'm ever going to get to the bottom of it in my mind. So like, whenever you guys are no. ready, I'm probably also ready. Consequently, I think the internet yep, is without bottom. I don't think there is a bottom to it. Um, we no. didn't talk about also, I guess we kind of did, but just the idea that there's also multiple layers of web. Like there's a certain sect of dark people. Dark web. Well, there's dark web and Tor and stuff. Like, like the internet you're seeing is just the facade, the proc- the proxy internet, the the casual, you know, internet for all the uh, drugged masses, and that there's a real, actual internet beneath it, and. And that, but that was the whole idea behind the original internet and the BBSs was that there's sort of an exclusivity and a and a privacy or a cult to it. So I just kind of like the idea that if they somehow manage to gain control of this internet, that new internet will come come about and be. It the is old in, it is interesting the the desire for online. Um, um, communities and stuff like where it used to be like you were in in the club or you weren't now it's like it's now now everybody's in the club and it's like you've got to find your own mini clubs which is where everybody everybody's going like yeah. Bo is a b- big in the club of heroes from the storm uh, heroes of the storm which is one particular online video game 
out of a bazillion video games all on the internet you know like that's his his sort of niche and there's tons and tons and tons of these niches and these mini communities but it's not it's it it's um yeah. it's not so simple to navigate anymore although i i'm gotta say my favorite online community right now is the free folk subreddit you guys know about this place? Oh, Reddit. There's a whole other. <laughs> yeah, well, subreddit's great for communities, but free folk. You know the free folk in Game of Thrones, the people north of the wall. So, so basically, it, it, this story is interesting. These were these weird community stories come out of. There's a Game of Thrones book Reddit and a Game of Thrones TV show Reddit, and those communities are very respectful towards one another and having um, discussions. Picture Michael. Our friend Mike here on the show, the co-host, and a bunch of them getting together to to make a community for debate and discourse. Right? That's like has a, has a code of conduct and guidelines for behavior. And Sounds I like know a Mike, civilized place to right. be. Right. So the free folks, because what it is, people go to these threads and make memes and harassing like things on their serious Game of Thrones fandom. So they eventually migrated, and I'm, I don't know the exact history, but this is what I've gathered, to this place called Free Folk, which is nothing but memes and stupid shit that are Game of Thrones, and they piss off the Game of Thrones thing because their stuff gets bumped up to the front page, and it's like reposts and things called shit posts, and like it's it's basically like in the Game of Thrones, there's the Free Folk, you know, who are uncivilized that the rest of Westeros hates, and even their upvoting and downvoting. Uh, one is a boat for an upvote, and then the other, the downvote is kneeler, because you know they're not kneelers; they don't kneel for no kings. Like everyone in there is like a brazen troll or just yeah. internet person. And it's funny Sounds this like a community, whole bunch of it's a community that places. has sprung up because of another community based on fandom for a fantasy novel, and the internet allows for these really fun spaces of make believe. And I really. I really enjoy Free Folk. It's yes. really funny. Keep the Bobby B memes coming, please. <laughs> Anyways. Look, I'm so. ready to cast my verdict here. All right, let's get the Thank verdict you. stretcher. Are you ready? Uh, are, you, are you ready? Ready? Sorry, see, that was a Free Folk meme. Because, you know, remember in Game of Thrones, a TV show, they said, get me the breastplate I, stretcher. I have not seen a lot of oh, Game of Thrones. I'm oh. planning on watching it. Don't spoil it. No spoilers. It's more in the good. book club. All I got to say, all I got to say, you know. Of course you are. All I got to say is Game of Thrones makes incest look fashionable. All right. Uh, let's bring in the farm animals. Speaking of incest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. Um, the internet is good. And uh, like so many things, um, I, 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 I'm not long ago on the show, I talked about this thing I heard about the Wright brothers invented the plane, the airplane, and then they were annoyed because people threw bombs out of it pretty much first chance they got. And the guy who invented television was like, it's going to be great. Everyone's going to learn so much stuff. And then they put a bunch of trash on it and you wish you never invented the thing. And the internet's just like that. You know, someone invented the internet, super useful tool, changed the world. It did. And it's full of a ton of shit. Uh, and we all know that. 
but the, the thing is, it's like you can't blame the internet. You can't blame the plane. You can't blame the television. You got to blame humanity. You know, and it's like, and 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 the reality is that most of like, you know, humanity kind of sucks. And you see it on the internet. There's a lot of good, but there's at least an equal amount of bad or stupid or superfluous. And you're gonna see it all there. So it's like with with a platform like the internet, you know, and I feel like like you kept saying, I'm neutral about the platform, but I mean. I came on good because it is an extremely useful thing. What comes out of it is uh, the display of humanity, and that's that's where I have the problem. <laughs> because it's like it's and you but you can't control that. You know, it is what it is. Uh, so you have to take the good with the bad. Uh, there is a lot of bad. There is a lot of destructive, negative stuff. But it's a great tool. It connects people like never before. It's changing the world. It cannot be undone, save uh, the soon-to-be Trump nuclear war. But, uh, you know, likely maybe we'll get through that and the Internet will still be around. But uh, use it for good people. Use it for good. That's all I have to say. Uh, What a sobering verdict. It's good. Um, All right, I'm going to go next. I also am going to say the Internet is good. think the internet serves as a precursor or precursor a, a bed if you will the groundwork for the eventual hive mind that we will have once we figure out how to communicate with our our brains uh put stick our brains right into the internet and share thought um so uh generally speaking i think there as michael said you know there's a lot of missteps a lot of bad things you can do on the internet but for the most part the benefits outweigh the disadvantages of connecting with things that you're interested in, things you want to explore, access to information you would otherwise not have access to without great effort. And yes, there's a million and one diversions, ways to waste your time, but there were ways to waste your time in the 80s. I think with the rise in the internet, there's also a decrease in crime and a decrease in, I don't know, like drugs were all the rage. There's got to be less people using drugs now. I don't have any stats That's to back it up. true. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, go, go on. There may be an increase of men who board themselves up in their apartment never to leave and only to end up killing themselves, but but I don't think that's true either, actually. Um, yeah, no, I think the internet's a good thing. It's a force of positive motion. <laughs> again, I'm just going to keep going because Crofton like, like, had that exasperated laugh. And I would not be able to see that exasperated laugh if it weren't for video telephone, a science fiction idea in the 80s, I might add, that is now reality, that we're literally here on on video telephone, thanks to the internet. It's good. It's good. The best. It It is crazy how much science fiction ideas from the 80s or whatever like growing up from now exist in some way, shape, or form. And most of those, I admit, are related to the internet. Look, like I would like to say that um, this was a real, real hard one, but it wasn't so hard in that I knew that it was either going to be a good or bullshit verdict for me. I know I like using the internet. I, I know it, it, it occupies a lot of my my life, but I am a little bit nervous about raising a kid in the world of the internet and my daughter is three and she's still not in or aware of any of that. The only thing she doesn't have to deal with static on the TV cause she gets beautiful 1080p streams. Um, but like I, that scares me a little bit and, and there's a lot about the internet that scares me honestly, or that, you know, gives me trepidation. Um, but 
but I echo a lot of what these guys say in, in that, like, I use it in many different areas of my life. I, I find that generally um, it leads to more uh, more functionality, more knowledge, more um, the ability to do things like do this podcast uh, and share it with folks and have a small audience and all like all of the things that we do. I would be very hypocritical for me to sit here so as somebody who's you know being involved in 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 doing something creative over the internet and say that the internet is a wholly negative thing. But I do have a lot of concerns about it. That said. Having gone back and forth, like from the beginning, I knew Bo was going to be like, this is the hive mind alpha, so good. And Mike was the wild card a bit. I didn't know. When he came down good, I'm like, geez, I'm like, should I be the one that says bullshit? But I, I don't think I can. I think I'm going to also have to agree with these guys and say that the internet is good. It's also good because we all look at porn, even though we won't admit to on the show. You know, everybody <laughs> says that like all of the internet is porn. Like that's been the joke forever. But like, yeah. oh, and I, for sure, there's a shit. Everyone, ton of but these three and, people here who are giving verdict on the internet, we don't look at porn, but everyone else does. I'm just saying, there's not as much porn out there as people go on compared to the entirety of the internet. Like, I think of though all that the stuff that, that's you, on you, there. I've heard though that it, you'd be there is a Maybe. lot. Proportionally, so, it's disproportionate. Here, we can what ask Google. Per, what if it's 10% of the entire internet? But it's no, it's like 70%. <laughs> it's Anyways. not 70% yes. of the internet. Anyways, no, if it's you, not. listener, are happening to use the internet right now for non-pornography purposes and would like to uh, let us know any pants. what you thought about this show, we would like to hear from you. Uh, our website's goodbadbull.com. There you can find all the ways to reach us, including email, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Tell us what you think or why the internet is good or bad or whatever. Uh, like us on Twitter at uh, goodbadbull. Send us a tweet. We'd, we'd like that. Uh, or you could also like us on Facebook, even though I hate it. I don't like Facebook, but you can like it and like us there, please. <laughs> and if you haven't subscribed to the show, uh, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts, you can probably find us. And uh, also, we do have um, a Patreon account, I believe, patreon.com slash goodbadbull. And some of our wonderful listeners do support the show. We really do appreciate it. Uh, it helps keep uh, keep everything going. And I uh, can't say enough good things about those people. And if you want to send us a dollar or two, you're, you're welcome to or welcome not to. Because this is the internet, so the thing is going to remain free. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, guys, if, uh, people want to find you, uh, not watching porn on the internet, Bo. Oh, shit. I guess I should wait till the show's over. Oops. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I was trying to find an exact number, but the, the realistic answer to the porn question is, it's difficult to measure. Like, why... Like a certain someone's <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> thing. <laughs> He's talking about penis. He's talking about yeah. my penis. Um, so the, uh, <laughs> uh, which I appreciate that answer. Actually, that you know we shouldn't just say it's seventy percent, but it's <laughs> well, it's difficult to measure because how do you measure internet? There's no unit of sure. internet. So, um, how can people find me? <laughs> can find What's me, your Twitter? Can find me at uh, <laughs> porn. I mean, Bo Schwartz. Ah, <laughs> uh, and Crofton Steers. Where can they find you? I so I just wrote uh, how much of the internet is porn, and pretty much the first website 
the mirror uh in the united kingdom had an article and they're pretty much like again like both said tough to measure but it's somewhere between five and fifteen percent which is again a tremendous amount for the a hundred percent of the internet yeah but it that's is, the point yes no and i get that but it's not like it's not everybody's like the whole internet is for i'm like it's not it's like it is you know five percent i wonder like how much is it comparison how much of the internet do you think is food uh, you, sorry, Mike. You can't actually eat cats, the internet. Cats is the only conten- cats is the only contender, and depending if you ca- count like torrent downloads. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> at Croft and Steers on Twitter. Again, there's yeah, no unit of measurement. Um, for my you know penis. what's funny is we were talking about Patreon too, and like that's another benefit of the like that whole the whole success of Patreon in terms of people being able to support other people's creative endeavors and all that that's led to like i mean that's again if you're making that giant list of positives you know there's an you know you can throw that one on or we can put it in a way um what's in a way that michael appreciate more because i don't like i think he appreciates patreon but wasn't there there's also the microfunding magazine no wasn't it in kiru or something like that there was like a there's a micro kiva Kiva? Is that what it's called? Yeah, like, it was micro-lending. I mean... Micro-lending to... Um, it's a charity. Know. Yeah, but it's... Like, that's also thanks to the internet where, like, you can get micro-loans, you can invest yeah, yeah, in Yeah, there's tons micro-loan. of good stuff on the internet. There's just yeah. also tons and tons of really bad, <laughs> stupid shit. Again, it's just a reflection of humanity. There's tons of smart, interesting people, and there's tons of stupid idiots all over the place. Well, I would, like, and they all ar- are on the internet. Like, I would argue porn is not bad. Like we have no, sex, we but like discussion about hate porn. groups, hate groups, Did we? and like shit yeah, like that. Yeah, we discussed where... pornography a long time ago. But the thing is, is that like again, whether you whether it's good or bad, it's reflected. Something yes, about us sure, is reflected sure. on the but internet. There, I would say it's, it's you know, I would say it's not the worst thing on the internet. That's all. Uh, uh, well, it probably is the worst thing <laughs> it on. Depends. The... Yeah, it depends uh, what you're looking. The worst at, thing on the so. internet is like you know, again, those sites that are like in the dark web that like trade forbidden things like how to murder people you know you can use bitcoins <laughs> we didn't even bring up bitcoin we also have what's, internet money yeah, what's funny about that <laughs> just the fact that there is like that like someone is making these websites like someone has to be like oh i really need to make a website somewhere in the dark web about how to murder or, or post videos of murdering people or just like, like slave trade all stuff. Over the place. like slave trade what? stuff like you know you can yeah. you can buy slaves There's... on the internet like it's Again, it just it just it, it, it like it's, pulls the, the the veil back and makes you be like, there's some terrible people yeah, in the world, like, and those are the, the bad. Yeah, too. those are the bad things. The porn is not the bad thing. The bad thing is like the egregious crimes against humanity that are also conducted over the internet. No, some people would argue that some porn is bo- is pretty borderline. Yeah. And but one thing I I'd say is to Mike's point that I find funny is like for every mass murderer or crazy killer, there's also the people that make web pages for them. So it's like it's like how to kill someone. This is my buddy Charlie. He's a killer. He'll go through the steps. I'm just his webmaster. So don't look don't at forget me. to like and subscribe <laughs> my video after we're done. To us. If you want to get more videos like this one on how to murder people.
sign up for our loot boxes and get little surprise parts. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.